or there's whatever it may be. Maybe it's content, maybe it's a video, maybe it's coaching, whatever. Whatever it is that you're doing, are you thinking to yourself, yeah, I'll do this when? Yeah, I'll do this if. Yeah, I'll do this, you know, aim, 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 ready, ready, ready. How often are you actually firing? And so I think some people pivot way too quick. They don't even know if the system's working and the purpose is actually being achieved. And then some people pivot way too late. And in this case, I think we were on the later side probably. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Paul Mary, And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,190, one reason so many of us feel out of control today for episode number 1,191, is this one mistake holding you back? So Probably. Probably. It might be. It just might be. We had a mentor one time, Alan, who introduced me to the phrase, uh, not necessarily to the phrase, but I guess the deeper understanding of there's some people that are ready, aim, fire. There are other people that are aim, aim, fire. There are some people that are ready, 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 aim, fire. The goal in today's episode is to talk about how if you are somebody who takes a lot of time to make decisions or you don't pivot quickly, your odds of success probably aren't super, super high. Alan and I had done our live podcast for what, 150 some odd weeks in a row, I think? 193. No, was 100, it was 190. 90, yeah. That was, that's four years. Hold on. No, no, no. It wasn't that many. No, I think you're right. I think, I think it was right. 153 on. or something like that. Hold on. Hold on. Quickly. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we did it. I uh-huh. have, uh, yeah, you're 138, 138. 138. So we Sorry did- Sorry about that. I apologize. No, you're good. Every Monday for 138 weeks, we did a live podcast. Every single week. We never missed a week. When I was out in Colorado getting married, Alan did it, or I don't think I was on that one. No, I think I might've been on that you one. Were. But again- You were. So we haven't missed. We did 138 weeks. We had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and we said, honestly, we're not going to do this anymore. And we had, I don't know, a 10 minute conversation. And then we got to the end and we said, are you good with that? And Alan said, yep. He said, are you good with that, Kev? I said, yep. And it was like, all right, we're not going to do it tonight. Let's message the team and we're off to the races making a new decision. I think that is a superpower for you and I. I think one of our superpowers is not only making decisions quickly, but making decisions quickly and then moving on quickly and just forgetting about what it was that we were doing before. I think we're very good at pivoting in terms of not just where the business is going or how we do certain things, but I think letting go of old thoughts when it's okay at one point this live podcast thing it started out as a meetup where we just wanted to meet people from the community and we would do this behind the scenes on zoom and then we said all right well we're gonna do more episodes we might as well make this an episode so much has changed but our behavior didn't change so when we realized our intentions and our behavior were different that's when we made that change so that's just an example of making and following through with your decisions quickly Well, what made sense back then might not make sense anymore. And I think it's interesting, Kev, because you mentioned those two groups. One of them was 
So the, the optimal is ready, aim, fire, which means you're preparing, you're getting ready, you're actually taking time to aim, and then you're making the decision. That's optimal. Some people are fire, ready, aim, mm. meaning they just too quick to make choices, too quick to pivot. Yeah. And then other people are ready, aim, aim, and they never actually pulled the trigger. And I think that we have an advantage because we have each other. I think you tend to be ready. No, I think you tend to be fire, ready, aim. Mm. And I think I tend to be ready, aim, aim. And I think we're both decent at this, but I think we drove to five. And so that is interesting for you to say that, though. I think a lot of people don't stick with things long enough. Now, I often talk to you about overcooking the turkey. For some reason, I'm like really loud in my headphones. One second. Good. Am I really loud to you or does this sound optimal? Uh, my volume is not all the way up, so let me do apples to apples. No, my volume uh, is. Yeah, no, you're normal. Okay, cool. All right, so some people don't hang in long enough. And the analogy here is some people overcook the turkey. They they stick with something way too long that's not working. Other people don't stick long enough to actually get results. Yeah. I had this client once. She was working with a fitness coach and... She came to me and she said, I've been in a deficit for three months and I haven't lost any weight. I actually gained weight. I said, no, that's not true. You're not in a deficit. And we crunched her numbers and we figured out that holistically she was not in a deficit. And I'm not going to get down the rabbit hole of fitness, macros, and calories. But what I will say is that she stayed with that coach too long, in my opinion, when after that conversation, she ended up moving on because very clearly he didn't really understand what she was trying to do and the system wasn't working. So when, when the system isn't working, you have to pivot something. When the system is brand new, you don't know if it's working or not. I remember, Kev, uh, you were going on all these other shows and I remember you were saying, like, I don't understand, like, there's not a lot of traction at NLPS right now. I thought this would have gotten more traction more quickly. And I, we had to hang in there. You got to hang in there. You got to hang in there. 132 weeks, 138, 138 weeks. I don't remember. Yeah. I think it was 138. I, I could be wrong. I was obviously wrong about 190. I don't know where 190 came from, honestly. <laughs> that had to be some other number. <laughs> but anyways, 138 weeks in a row, I think it might be time where this might not be working. And again, working also depends on what you're measuring. What What is the purpose? The original purpose was to meet the listeners. Now we have monthly meetups. So that doesn't make sense anymore because we already have that every single month. Then the purpose became, okay, let's try to get new listeners and do that through Facebook and we'll go live on Facebook. And then we'll also repurpose it as an episode. Oh, okay. Well, now we're getting new listeners in other ways and maybe it doesn't make sense because the chances of someone converting from not knowing us at all to like listening to a full episode, you know, on social media, we now understand that's not actually optimal. And the other piece of this too that we haven't even talked about yet is one of the main reasons we did the live podcast was to fear chase. I personally used to struggle going live on Facebook knowing that my my aunts, my uncles, my family, my mom, my my extended family, my friends, my old friends, my new friends, I, I used to be really um, much more nervous on those Facebook lives. You remember at the beginning when we started mm -hmm. doing lives on StreamYard? Yep. And by the way... For a while, we weren't even using StreamYard, so we didn't even know that was an option. And then we went on Dave's show, and he was doing them live. Yep. And then we were like, we should do that. 
And then we realized over time and we tracked metrics and we realized over time it's not as big of a return on investment as we thought. But for a while, it did make sense because we were and the, and the underlying thing here, too, I want to add quickly is the other reason we did this is we, we started this out as a keynote. So first it was a meetup type thing. Then eventually it was like, let's do 52 brand new keynotes per year. Let's get really, really good at speaking and let's fear chase. Let's do it on Facebook live and we'll go on live on LinkedIn and all that stuff, too. Eventually it got to a place where this doesn't make sense anymore. And we had to pivot. And so I think some people pivot way too quick. They don't even know if the system's working and the purpose is actually being achieved. And then some people pivot way too late. And in this case, I think we were on the later side, probably. Even even the prep to actually do something. I think when I thought of this episode, I was thinking more along those lines. But then we had just, because this is an episode I had in mind for a while. We had just said, we're not going to do the live podcast. So I think I went with that. But I think of it this way. I have a lot of podcast clients who I'm always pushing them to make something real. It's the conversation of, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it behind the scenes. It, you know, it's coming together. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. And I always say, when is it going to come to fruition? Like, what's, what, are we, what are we doing behind the scenes here? We're waiting so long to get stuff out there where when you get it out there, everything is going to be completely different anyway. I said this to a client recently. And... I can unpack this, but it was just to get a little bit of a breakthrough. I said, with you, I think, and this is very important for you to reflect on, I believe your desire to get a certification is so you can band-aid your imposter syndrome, aka, I think you're waiting so long because you don't feel ready when in reality, you're aiming and aiming and ready and ready and ready and aiming and aiming, and you're not firing, that'll give you the permission to fire. If you're out there as a dream chaser, there's probably a million things that you have ideas for, or there's whatever it may be. Maybe it's content, maybe it's a video, maybe it's coaching, whatever. Whatever it is that you're doing, are you thinking to yourself, yeah, I'll do this when? Yeah, I'll do this if. Yeah, I'll do this, you know, aim, 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 ready, ready, ready. How often are you actually firing? That's another thing that I've really seen hold my clients back is they'll say, they'll ask me about coaching and I'll say, this is how you start. This is how you start. And you don't have to know everything. You just have to be two or three steps ahead of your potential clients and let them know that. Don't tell them you know everything. Just say, um, I was where you are right now a couple of years ago. I can help you. But then it's like, well, I'm not ready yet. I need more listeners or I need more, what? I need more views on YouTube. I need more resources. I need more books. I need more interviews. And it's always, but what if you just started now? Like, what if you just tried now? You'd realize that it's a lot harder than you think and you'd get the ball rolling. And by the time you feel ready, you might actually have the opportunity to have clients. So it's this interesting balance of feeling ready, actually being ready, and then taking actions in alignment with readiness. And it's it's this very interesting, deep thing that's much deeper than I think we, we give credit to. Well, Kevin's off, often giving me credit for a lot of things on this podcast. I want to make sure that I'm doing the same in I'm ready. authenticity. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. All right, I'm Are you now. ready? Yeah. Are you ready? At the beginning, Kev, you were way better at starting and just... So at NLU, we kind of say this, like Kevin is really good at starting something. I call yeah. him a gunslinger. It's it's the wrong approach, but basically Kevin just can start stuff really fast. He doesn't know how to... Sorry. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a compliment. <laughs> he doesn't really know how to scale and systematize it as well. 
I can scale and systematize all day, but starting I wasn't as good at. You're like really, really good at like getting something started. You get momentum very, very, of course, brother, seriously, and way better than most. And I think that that's an undervalued skill. You know, a lot of people talk about working out or how many times have you, oh, well, I just don't have the right fitness program yet. Hey, can you give me your fitness program? It's like, just go to the gym. Like there is no program that's going to be better than going to the gym. Like you can have the perfect program and the perfect outfit and the perfect X, Y, Z, but you need to just go to the gym. When in reality, deep, deep down, Kev, I think people are just afraid of judgment. I think they're, and in the beginning, you were very quick to like start your podcast. I remember being very impressed. I mean, honestly, full transparency, the only reason conversations change lives started when it did, it would have started anyway, but like it started when it did because you got me to Mm -hmm. set a date and you were my first guest. And so you're really good, not only at getting things started yourself, but you're getting other people to get things started. I don't know if you've ever connected this, but at NLPS, I mean, how many people did you help actually get started that might never have done it because they are ready, aim, aim. So many people are ready, aim, aim, Kev. And I think at the end of the day, it's just, they're really, really, really scared of publishing. I published some crappy articles. I published so many bad videos. Some of them I've taken down. They're so bad, but I did publish and that's just painful. I don't think there's a way around the pain of putting out crappy work. I think putting out crappy work is, I mean, I just wrote an article, how to fail your way to success. It used to be called micro failure for macro success until we realized that wasn't a very good title. But I remember publishing that feeling good about it but here's the thing i remember i used to write articles and i used to publish them even though i wasn't sure anyone would like them i wasn't sure anyone would read them and i actually don't even have those articles anymore i've we're we're rebranding to the next level blog so there's only two articles so far on the next level blog because i only think there's two pieces of my writing that actually um are not going to hurt the brand these pieces of writing are world class these are very very good very very helpful at this stage I genuinely think the other ones are somewhat detrimental to the brand because they're not representative of who I am today and who you are today. We've improved so much. Now, that said, I wouldn't have gotten where I am today if I didn't publish those. And so I think that's, I guess I'll ask and turn turn the tables on you and ask, like, how did you overcome that in the beginning? Hey guys, so I wanted to give a little bit of my experience about um, group coaching. I'm learning stuff, I'm applying the habits, and I have other people that's doing the same exact thing. One of the biggest things that I think I gained from group coaching is when I went through that month of being so sick, I was so determined that I would just try to do as much as I could. And I just couldn't wait until I felt good enough to get back to doing all of them. I've just seen so much growth in myself and I, I'm so appreciative to have the group, to have, you know, that immersive experience. And I really appreciate all that y'all do. I don't know. I think, I don't think I was that, I don't know. I appreciate the compliment. I just think for me, it was when I'm passionate about something, I want to start it. Because I also realize over time you lose passion. And when you lose passion, you lose possibility and you lose momentum. There's, it's almost like when you're passionate about something, it's kind of liquid courage. It's like the passion is flowing through me right now. I'm going to try some stuff that I might not. But when you lose that, it's harder to do it. I find that with writing sometimes. And I'm not really, I'm not afraid of people judging my rapping or any of that. I think I'm all things considered pretty good for somebody who just does it when he feels like it. But 
I know that when the passion is flowing, it's way easier for me to do it. So I think that's an important piece. I think the other thing is usually awareness is my bottleneck. So when I become aware of something, I'm already ready to take action. I'm just waiting for the awareness on what to do. That's not normal. Or maybe it is. Maybe it's more normal than I think. I don't know. And I want to share this with the listeners too. And and ask yourself this question, because this is about you ultimately. Next level you. Son. Are you, is your bottleneck that you don't have the awareness and you need new awareness in order to move forward? Or is it that you're not taking the action? Mm. So for you, Kev, it was usually the awareness? Yeah. I'm, I believe, that's why I used to do so many how-to episodes. Because I think the tactics are where people get stuck. If there's a desire to do something, why aren't we doing it? I think more often than not, it's lack of understanding of why, how to do it. How do I start a podcast? I have no idea. How do I do it? I don't know. Let me go Google it. All right, cool. I found this article. It's not that hard. Let me do it. I'm off to the races. For me, yeah. it's always how. How do I blink? Well, you need to know what you want to do. You need to know how to do it. And you need to know why you're doing it. Yeah. And I think that I don't... Th- I don't resonate with the how issue being the issue, but that's also because I like, so for example, I knew how to start conversations, change lives. And if I didn't, I would just go look up how to do it. I just, I think I had the whole, I think I had fear of judgment subconsciously. I think I was afraid to not have a good product. I was on the phone with a client recently, new podcaster, awesome guy, gonna kill it. But it's like, he, he said, what's what's something, sometimes in my calls, I'm like, okay, ask me anything you want. Like, imagine just for a second that I that I know everything in this industry. I don't, but when I was at the beginning compared to now, I do, okay? So thousands of episodes, thousands of coaching calls, thousands of blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, just ask me. One of the things he asked me was, "What? I don't know what to ask is what he said. Tell me what I should ask. I was like, okay, ask me. Interesting. Ask me what I wish I knew in the beginning. Love that question. So then we went off to the races and I just started rattling these things off. One of them was, first of all, I closed my eyes because I, I have to for some reason. It makes me uh, able to think properly. All right. Number one, you have to be okay with sucking for like quite a long time. Mm. You have to be okay. And when I say sucking, I don't mean sucking for a beginner. We talk about this all the time. I mean sucking compared to me. I'm a thousand episodes in. You're not supposed to have a good show. If you have as good a show as NLU, think about this logically, just rationality. If you're a new podcaster and you're as good as Kevin and I in your first 10, 15, 20 episodes, we are terrible. Do you know what I'm saying? Or you're the best in the world and you've waited way too long to start. Which is totally possible possible too. And I want to share this story briefly too. Kevin had a friend, mutual friend of ours who won his first bodybuilding competition, crushed it. As a matter of fact, I don't even think it was close. I think he crushed everybody. And yes, he had awesome coaches in his corner and he didn't cheat on his diet even once, which was wild in a bodybuilding prep. But like, I remember telling Kev, like, I'm not as impressed because he should have been doing this years ago. Mm. What I mean, and I came in fifth, I think. So obviously I didn't overcook the turkey. I obviously should not have been doing this. Maybe not even yet. I'm joking. Mm. But my point is, is that this ready aim, aim thing, that might've been that person's issue they could have done a bodybuilding show obviously they probably could have done decent five years before that four years before that three years before that so and i know some people that want to do a bodybuilding show one day that are it's like you could do it now 
you should do it now. I know some people that are about to do a bodybuilding show where it's like, hold up, have you, mm. like, you need a minute. Like, you need to, like, reverse diet, get your metabolism back, like, that kind of thing. And again, this isn't about bodybuilding. That's just an analogy for life. Like, I have one client who's more than ready to be such a good podcaster. I have some people who want to be podcasters where my honest advice is you need to work on your oratory a little bit. You need to work on your social anxiety a little bit. You need to learn how to speak and project your voice and enunciate. Some of these people, you know, it's it's like um, English isn't even necessarily their first language and that's okay. Um, and then they want to do an English podcast or a podcast in English, I should say. But that's what I think today is about is where are you at? Are you mo- get ready, get ready, get ready? Are you aim 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 or are you fire 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 and and kev i think you're fire 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 which is why it doesn't always scale makes sense because you're just taking action taking it's action, only taking in some action. things though in some things i'm not like what i don't know i've adopted a lot of that from you where i'm just like i just fire i don't prep as much as i used to for almost anything i mean coaching calls and stuff i do right and like speeches i do but the other stuff it's almost like I don't really, I'm way more fire than I've ever been, but I think a lot of that's because of you. So I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's, I understand that it's not that hard to start. Really, it's not, it's really not that hard to start. If you said, Kev, I want you to find another way to make money in the podcast. It's like, Assuming I can think you're not afraid. Yeah. Assuming you're not it, subconsciously afraid. For yeah. me, so in this, let's just say in this example, it's there is no judgment. It's behind the scenes. Nobody's going to even see what you're oh, doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. That, that. So that if you is said, easy. Yeah. Kev, go find another way to make us money. It's like, all right, cool. Uh, is there anything specific or I can just do anything? Anything aligned with the business? Awesome. I'm off to the races. Cool. It, cool. I'll go do that. It's not that hard. I'm ready. Like, I think that's the thing is I think there's a lot of potential energy already stored up. And then I get the outlet to do it. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Let me do this. And then usually it's like, all right, now what do I do? I got it started. <laughs> yeah. Now what do I do? <laughs> now, and then I ask you. What? Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's just me in a nutshell. For the listeners, think about which end you're on. Do you have the awareness and are, and are not as good at taking the action? Because some people, Kev, are learn, learn, learn. They're yeah, not sure. good at taking action. I don't think that was you. I think, you know, once you started learning, you took action quickly. Yeah. I don't know. And Wait. then I know some people are action, 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 but they don't learn yeah. and they need to learn more. You know, honestly, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, so we had our next level hope foundation event on Sunday, the 18th and Taryn was gone. All, so on Saturday I wrapped the presents and Taryn helped me with a couple of them, but she was gone all day or most of the day. So I was like, I'm going to start wrapping these presents fire. I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing fire. Let me see what I can do here. She got home and she's like, I actually said it. I said, some of these look like a diaper, but some of these are really good. I got better as I went. Like the first ones are kind of garbage, <laughs> but as I, as I continued, I got the better frisbees? and better. Did you start with the frisbees? No, I started with the, I don't know. No, the Ball frisbees, game? the frisbees are world-class. Are they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Okay. They are. They're world-class. Took... Okay. The scoop game is really hard. There's some things, I mean, I didn't realize the subtle art of rapping. <laughs> wrapping presents but Tara got home and I said I should probably redo, redo those other ones right because I kind of jumped the gun and she's like yeah I, I would she said you did great but I think you could tighten them up a little bit I'm some sorry. of the kids are gonna get like you know wrapping paper flapping off wrapping you know? paper yeah well we used eco-friendly wrapping paper too so yes, that was did. just another example that of, stuff was good yeah was I was nice. impressed that was a, another example of I thought about it and I said all right I have to wrap the presents 
okay, I'm going to start wrapping the presents. Here's the scissors. Here's the tape. Here's the wrapping paper. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but here we go. I'm off to the races. And we got it done. It took me a while. So yeah, that's how, that's this episode in a nutshell. You take it? Yeah. Is your issue awareness or is your issue taking action? I would say the people that are really good at taking action um, probably could could learn more often or more cons- And it makes sense, theory versus practice. School is mostly theory versus, remember, um, what was the school? Uh, trade schools. Trade schools have half theory, half practicum, practice. practice. And I think that's a good blend. And I think in entrepreneurship or dream chasing or in life, it's very important. You can have the best workout program in the world, but if you don't do it, it doesn't matter. If all you do is do it, but never learn how to improve it, you're never going to get very far. So you really do have to do both. I'm convinced one of the reasons it's so hard for human beings to succeed in this life is because everything is an optimal stopping problem between two extremes. Mm. You know, one extreme is fire, fire, fire. The other extreme is aim, aim, aim. And how many of us are really good at aim, fire, aim, fire, aim, fire, aim, fire? You know, and yes, I just thought of Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Next level nation. If you have been telling yourself for a long time, but you're waiting and you're thinking, you know what? I should really do this group coaching thing, or I should invest in a coach. Maybe you didn't think about group coaching. Our ninth round of group coaching starts January 3rd, 2023. We're already roughly halfway filled up. This is filling up faster than anyone has, which I'm very grateful for, but I want to make sure that if you're interested, you get in. So please do so as soon as you can. I promise it will be something you will be very grateful you did. And we will be talking about this in some way, shape or form. How can you prepare behind the scenes? So when you show up, you feel more confident, you get the feedback and you take that to the next level of your life. Please join us. Link is in the show notes. If you want to get around more next level people, not only is group coaching an option, but if you want a free option as well, we have a monthly meetup every single month. The next one, the 13th monthly meetup, is on January 5th, 2023. It starts at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's on setting clear goals for 2023 that actually build belief. I've come to the understanding now that a lot of times people set goals that are way too high and it crushes their self-belief. And some people set their goals too low and it doesn't set them on fire. It doesn't ignite them. It doesn't motivate them. So how do you find the sweet spot of goals that are right in your challenge skills sweet spot of, okay, this goal is big enough to where it excites me and it's actually worth it, but not so big that it crushes my self-belief. And so that's what we're going to do. And there's not a lot of people who teach us how to set goals. It's not like in high school, we had a goal setting workshop or class or anything. So um, super, super important. If you want 2023 to be different, join group coaching, join that monthly meetup. And we hope to see you there. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1192. Doing your best might always mean something different. I don't know if that always is in there, but doing your best might mean something different. In different seasons of life, it's a different amount of effort we're capable of giving. So we are going to go into that, especially in the holiday season. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. See you at the next level. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.